Hey, yo, Cali Green Monster Show. Sports. Stuff. Welcome into another episode of a Cali Green Monster show. I am your host, Dean Ryan. I'm coming to you here from the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It is Tuesday morning, June 1st, 2021. You know, coming off of Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you degenerates took advantage of that time. Got to enjoy some sun, some family, get nice and boozed up. Maybe listen to some good music, watching a good, some good sports, you know. But now we got to, you know, move past our little bit of three-day freedom, get back into the work week. You know, I think that... We usually get those sometimes those Monday morning blues, but I feel like the Monday morning blues, when they happen on Tuesday after a three-day weekend, they're just a little bit more so. So hopefully here on the Cali Green Monster Show, we can help alleviate some of that, you know, bring you into this week strong. You know, and you got to think of the cup half full, the silver lining of it. We're already on Tuesday. It's only a four-day week, so, you know, let's be real. Hey, we're working for the weekend, just like the song says, and we're actually almost there. So no Monday or Tuesday morning blues, you know, so let's just kick into it. I got a great show for you lined up. As always, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Jake Paul. His next fight is lined up, you know, was announced here on the week of his brother and Floyd Mayweather's big matchup this weekend. So I'll talk a little bit about that. You know, highlight real quickly what's going on in the NBA. But before we get into all that, let's talk about women's tennis. Yes, I think that it's episode 95 right now. And this is the first time that women's tennis has gotten any sort of attention on a Cali Green Monster show. So, you know, chalk up June 1st, 2021 as a first for the show. And when you think about you know, if we're going to be talking about women's tennis, we'll be talking about the GOAT, Serena Williams. We're actually not today. We'll be talking about Naomi Osaka. You know, she's really in the news right now. She's been all over, yeah, you know, ESPN. And, you know, it's been not really just for her tennis. It actually hasn't been for her tennis, the reason why she's been in the headlines. It's actually been because last Wednesday, you know, going into the French Open, you know, she's the number one tennis player in the world. And she basically made the declaration that she wasn't going to be attending any of the press conferences for the French Open because, you know, due to using mental health as majority of the excuse. And she was saying that, you know, she doesn't feel like, the press conferences do anything to benefit her when she's having to answer questions from people that are doubting her and she feels like she's already has doubts herself so why does she want to subject herself to you know the negatives that the press you know brings to her especially when she's in the middle of you know doing something that's you know in the middle of a competitive tournament you know so give a little context on Naomi Osaka you know just who she is because you know you might be like who the hell is she and I have no interest in female tennis so, you know, Naomi Osaka, she's Naomi Osaka is only 23 years old. She's a four-time 
Grand Slam champion. You know, she was born in Japan for to a Japanese mother, and her dad is is Haitian. You know, so she's half black, half Japanese, and I guess you know. She, she was born in Japan, but then when she was three years old, her and her family moved to Long Island, where she was raised in the United States. And I guess her dad got the idea of putting his daughters into tennis, you know, because of the, you know, that's basically the story for Serena and Venus Williams. You know, their dad basically put them in tennis at a very young age, and they became basically the most dominant tennis players in the world, you know, in the in the late 90s, 2000s and shit, Serena still is, you know, she's the GOAT women's tennis player. And, you know, so if you read up on it, the dad said he just basically followed that blueprint to a T. So, you know, she was basically bred for this and she's really lived up to her father's idea and goal of raising, you know, world champion tennis player. You know, she's beaten Serena Williams multiple times. I think that when she won her first Grand Slam, you know, the U.S. Open in 2018 which I think she was only 20 or 21 years old at the time you know she beat Serena Williams you know so she's beaten the best in the highest situation so she's a legit athlete you know going into the Olympics this summer she's favored to win gold there you know she's the number one tennis player so she's basically the most important tennis player in the sport right now and you know she makes the most money and she gets a lot of attention and she's done a lot with her platform you know last year with her mass she was you know would put like Trayvon Martin's name on and the names of other you know African-American people that were either killed by police or you know weren't you know were killed and they're killers weren't you know you know so just for some reason or another she wanted to bring attention to a lot of the things that have happened in this country and, and especially things that you know injustices that have you know been brought towards black people so she you know she definitely uses her platform for a positive and positive message but you know so I think that that's why you know when she's definitely going to be the most followed and you know most I guess what would you say when a journal, you know, she's going to be the most covered athlete, you know, on the women's side of the bracket of the French Open. So her coming out and saying that she doesn't want to do any of the media conferences, that's why it's a big deal. Because let's be real, without any of the news conferences and without media, there's really, you know, there's no sport and there's no dollars. You know, there's a reason why all these sponsors like Rolex and Nike and Adidas and all these big sponsors are sponsoring these things because, you know, there's television coverage and media coverage and people want to know about these people. You know, fans want to be able to know about these people. And because, you know, without the media, without fans following it, it's just people playing a sport. You know, professional sports is, you know, it's not just a sport. It's not people just out there trying to show who's the best and just have a good time. You know, they're out there to, it's also a business, you know. So that's why a lot of people were kind of on Naomi Osaka about this saying, hey, you know, this is, you know, this is your job. You know, you're the best tennis player in the world. But, you know, we can't all just like say we want to do certain aspects of my job. You know, I, for example, in my research, I can't say I'll do all this, but I just won't do that. You know, like that, it doesn't really work that way. A lot of people don't really have that luxury. And, you know, the French Open has basically said that, you know, they, they kind of put the stance like, hey, anytime you miss a press conference, especially post-match, I think it's a $15,000 fine. So after her first round match on Sunday, she, you know, 
she was fined fifteen thousand dollars for not attending and then basically not just the french open but all the other grand slams you know the australian open the wimbledon and the u.s open they threatened naomi osaka that if she's not going to be doing press conferences that she's potentially going to face suspensions and basically not being invited to these tournaments you know so they're basically strong arming her you know because let's be real these fifteen thousand dollar fines naomi osaka she could have if she wanted to just written like a hundred thousand dollar check at the beginning of the french open and been like here this should cover all my media you know obligations i think that she made you know she's made tens of millions of dollars just i think just off court just from sponsorships and stuff that she's done so she has the money to do it and she could so that's why i think finding her wouldn't really do anything and that's why you know with them actually coming out and saying that hey we're not even gonna let you play in our tournaments that's really kind of just like yeah you know they're really not kind of I guess listening to Naomi Osaka kind of saying that, hey, she's dealing with mental health issues. They're kind of saying, well, that's tough. That's just, you know, what the sport is. You got to be able to handle these obligations. So she came out on Monday and basically withdrew from the French Open, which is a huge deal. You know, the best player in the tournament, you know, the number one player in the world withdrawn from the tournament. So she, you know, basically said, okay, if I can't, if I'm not going to be allowed to play or I'm going to be threatened to, be you know suspended and you know disciplinary disciplinary actions for not doing this she just decided to take her ball and go home and at the end of the day I think that she made the right call because you know I think that you know we always talk about you know we support mental health you know people you know struggling for mental health but then on the flip side you know you got the French Open here where they they show that they really didn't give a shit and they really weren't showing it any supportive way or kind of working with Noemi Osaka and trying to figure out what would be a you know I guess an alternative option or alternative way that she can get you know do her media options or you know maybe she can only field questions from certain journalists which let's be real I'm not in favor of being able to handpick your questions you know but you know so I am in favor of her at least recognizing that she has issues that she needs to take care of you know it makes me think back to Zach Greinke you know back in the 2000s you know he was drafted first overall in 2002 out of high school you know he was called up in the majors really quickly I think within time he was called in the majors he was only 20 years old and he was the youngest MLB player at the time but then you know by 2005 and 2006 he was dealing with social anxiety and depression and he was almost out of the league in 2006 so this would be you know by the time he was 22 years old you know but he went and you know dealt with his issues he stepped away from the sport you know worked on himself you know and has become one of the best pitchers in the league he's cashed in on a couple of huge contracts so Zach Granke is an example of like you know of success that you know you can admit to these mental health issues take a step away work on them and come back and be successful you know so if Naomi Osaka can do something like that you know I really you know I'm all supportive for and I'm you know I I really do sympathize with her I think it's really sad that uh you know someone that you would on the outside looking in you know someone who's the top at their game you know making tons of money has a lot of adoration from lots of people could still feel that terrible you know, so I hope she feels better. And, you know, I think she's doing the right thing by stepping away from the sport. Because, you know, whereas point out as I think that 
oh my god what was i just talking about a freaking zach granke how i supported zach granke and how i think he did it the right way i look at people like kyrie irving who continuously like just miss road trips and take shots at the media calling the media his like pawns and all this stuff like you know he's someone that i think has issues and he's openly admitted that he has issues but that i don't think you know he doesn't take care of them you know he always talks about how like that he does he openly doesn't care about basketball because there's other things on his mind and like issues in the country like are more important to him and you know if and he you know will take fines for not you know addressing the media I think he did that at the beginning of the season and I think he did that at certain points this season and even it's gone so far as the Brooklyn Nets have been fined due to him not taking care of his media obligations so it's like Kyrie obviously I think is someone that needs to step away and kind of take care of things you know and kind of try to realize what's in you know what's in his best interest you know because you can't just be getting paid you know tens of millions of dollars and not taking care of your obligations because it's like you know it's like having your cake and you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too so you know I think I hope Naomi, Naomi dude, her name is really hard for me to get off without sounding like I'm slurring it or something. Naomi Osaka, I'm pulling for you. I hope that everything, you know, that you can kind of get through this, get through this rough patch, figure things out for yourself. And, you know, I hope other athletes will be given, you know, at least, you know, they'll be given the the freedom to be able to address, you know, their, any mental health issues and, you know, be able to try to use whatever resources they have to be able to address and fix them. But also at the same time, it's like they need to do this while also, you know, they can't just say, I'm not going to do media. I think that that's something that, you know, let's be real. The only reason that a lot of these guys are getting paid so much money is because the media covers them. You know, we read the stories about them. We care about what's going on. And, you know, so there's got, they, they can't be that disconnect of, you know, Hey, I, I'm not going to do this part of my job when, you know, doing the, the, you know, the media is a huge part of the job, you know, mental health, you know, that's why it's like, you know, you got to be able to fix, fix your mentals before you can, you know, I guess be a professional athlete because professional athlete isn't just playing the sport. It's all the bells and whistles that go around with it. So, you know, moving on from Naomi Osaka, someone who's battling with mental health issues, let's move on to combat sports and people that I feel like, you know, you can argue or not whether they got mental health issues, but at least you know that they've got confidence and the whole, I guess, build up and surrounding to this fight and this event that they're going to be putting on is going to require tons of media obligations so hopefully they've got their mental faculties about themselves so i'm talking about jake paul you know one of the, the probably the most popular boxer on the face of the earth right now the most marketable guy and basically the biggest money fight in boxing he has announced his next fight you know, he was recently, I think a week or two ago, that he had signed with Showtime Boxing, so he's no longer under the Triller banner. But now he's going to be, you know, under Showtime, which is definitely a more legit boxing brand. I expect his, that pay-per-view is now to be a little bit more well put together. I highly doubt you're going to be having Snoop Dogg and a bunch of people smoking blunts and, and drinking gin while they're doing the commentary. I highly doubt we're going to have an hour and a half concert of people that we don't give a shit about right 
in the middle of it. But you never know. Showtime might also be saying, hey, we're turning over a new leaf and we're going to just do Triller on, on Showtime. You never know. But basically, let's let's start talking about what he's getting matched up against. You know, there still has been a venue, a date location, or anything set for that. But we do know he has an opponent. He's going to be fighting Tyron Woodley, you know, former UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley. So, again, he's not fighting someone that you consider a legit boxer. He's, again, pulling from the MMA pool. And he's also pulling from not just like an MMA fighter, but someone who has a background mostly in boxing, you know, Tyron Woodley, you know, if you look at like what he's, you know, what he's known for, he's known for having really great wrestling base. He, you know, wrestled in Missouri and I believe he wrestled with Ben Askren in Missouri. And I know that they're buddies and that they trained MMA together. So, you know, that's, you know, it makes sense that, you know, Tyron Woodley got this fight You know, I bet you they're going to be doing some sort of a storyline that he's, he's going to try to avenge his buddy you know it's like he they're probably gonna you know he's probably gonna be like hey you know my buddy ben Askren was just coming off a of hip surgery so he wasn't 100 percent but you know Askren's not known for knocking people out but woodley is so you know they're gonna be definitely playing that angle because that's one thing that woodley has even though he is known for his wrestling you know he's known for having a big right hand so he can drop bombs but i mean there's nothing that i've seen from tyron woodley in his mma fights that you know screams out that this guy is a you know a crisp boxer that has you know the capabilities to be successful in the you know in an actual boxing match you know you have to give Jake Paul credit he's been doing this at least long enough now and he's athletic enough to you know I think he's he's definitely doing a good boxing cosplay at the moment you know he's you know he looked he looked a lot better than Ben Askren you know he definitely made a lot of people you know opened a lot of people's eyes that at least he's not just too much of a gimmick that he can beat an actual fighter you know not a boxer but someone who's you know got paid for a living to go fight people in a cage so you know we'll see I think that against Tyron Woodley you know, especially after seeing what happened with Ben Askren, you know, I would have to say that Jake Paul's the favorite. You know, he's definitely the, he's the betting favorite as the odds have been opening up. I said, believe he's a minus one fifty five favorite at the moment, and you know, even just the the measurables favor Jake Paul. You know, Tyron Woodley is only five nine, and he fought at one seventy in the UFC. You know, same to Ben Askren. Meanwhile, Jake Paul fought at you know he was six one. And was 191 pounds when he fought Ben Askren. And let's be real. So he has the height. And, you know, he has the natural weight. I think he had to cut down to 191. Because, I mean, he looked like a huge dude. Whereas Ben Askren looked like he was he was so chubby just trying to make that weight. So, you know, I don't expect Tyron Woodley to look like a, you know, basically dad bod showing up like Ben Askren. You know, I expect Tyron Woodley to come out, you know, in shape. But I don't really expect him to do much to Jake Paul. I think that Jake Paul, you know, he has enough boxing skill to be able to jo- avoid that right hand and enough to be able to, pos- to to box Woodley up. You know, Woodley isn't in his prime. He's almost 40, if not already 40 years old. He's lost about four UFC fights in a row. So this isn't the UFC champion Tyron Woodley that a lot of us have seen, you know, about like, you know, five years ago. You know, so this is, a, you know... 
Tyron Woodley, who's, you know, out of MMA, you know, basically retired out of UFC. So we'll see. This this might be his like last big payday. I think Jake Paul gets this win and he moves on, you know, just keeps cashing big checks. And, you know, we'll see if they ever do line him up against someone legit. But I highly doubt that, you know, because as long as people are going to keep paying money to see it, you know. Oh, ESPN update. I, I, every time I record this, I feel like one or two of those goes off. And I, I keep saying, dude, make sure you're on silent, but never do. And hopefully that's not like a, some breaking news that as soon as I finish recording this, I'm going to publish it. And then I'm going to look and be like, wow. They did announce the venue or the time of that or whatever or some other big news. Like maybe right now Julio Jones just got traded or maybe Aaron Rodgers got traded. But we'll never know because my phone's away from me right now and I'm not going to stop the recording the show. Because let's be real, this is a nice mediocre recorded me- mediocrely is that even a word recorded podcast that gets recorded all in one shot we're not going to go back here and edit we're not going to go back here and re-say re- some stuff you know we're just gonna keep doing this right off the cuff try to entertain a few people and uh see what we got going on so i think that's all i got on the jake paul tyron woodley you know as i mentioned at the beginning of the show his brother is fighting floyd mayweather this weekend you know i'm sure you probably know about about, at least know that that fight's happening may not now know what's happening this weekend but now you know i'm sure going to talk about it going on you know throughout the week you know these guys realize that headlines are what's going to sell this fight not the actual thought of logan paul being able to beat mayweather so i expect to you know there'll be a few headlines here and there that will be worth talking about but you know we'll just see moving on so yeah just want to cover couple of basketball going on you know tonight we got some games the nets are going to look to sweep the Celt or not sweep the celtics the celtics surprisingly you know took a game against the nets with jason tatum getting 50 points you know jason tatum man that dude's a fucking stud but there's only so much he can do i expect the nets to finish the series off in five so i finished i expect them to win tonight you know we got the blazers at nuggets that series has been tight you know that thing's probably going to go all seven games but it's portland at Denver tonight so I expect Denver to get the win at home and then we've got the Lakers at Suns series tied at two apiece I thought when the Lakers went up two games to one I thought that the series was a wrap I didn't anticipate Anthony Davis's groin getting hurt in game four looks like he's not going to be playing in game five and people are speculating they're wondering is Anthony Davis like when is he going to come back you know this was my worry for the Lakers you know because I thought that as long as they stay healthy they're going to get better as these playoffs go on but alas you know the caveat was stay healthy you know Anthony Davis hurting his groin isn't staying healthy so we'll see I mean I do have faith in the Lakers so you know hopefully they can pull it off tonight and if they can't pull off tonight you know I think that Anthony Davis does come back for game six and they do win it there but you know I'm still sticking in line with my Lakers in six. So with that, you know, I have, you know, LeBron and the Lakers pulling one off tonight, you know, because even if they don't have Anthony Davis, you figure the Suns, they've still got a hobbled Chris Paul. And, you know, I, I think that the Lakers do have enough depth, you know, to to be able to pull off the win tonight in Phoenix. So I'm going with the Lakers. 
you know, and just around the other playoffs, you know, Milwaukee, they finished off their sweep against Miami. So they're looking like, you know, Giannis and, and Milwaukee looking like a tough team. And, you know, some people are expecting them to be able to beat Brooklyn and, you know, the way they played, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. You know, the Wizards and the 76ers, you got the 76ers, they couldn't pull off the sweep. You know, the Wizards were able to, you know, win one in game four. One of their fans jumped on the court. So, you know, we're happy to have fans back in the building. But, man, they wilding out, dude, throwing water bottles at Kyrie, throwing popcorn at Russell Westbrook. Now they're running onto the court. Man, these people have been pent up too long. This is what happens. So, you know, I expect this to die down. I don't expect this to be a regular occurrence, but, you know, you're going to have to have a few more knuckleheads get banned from these arenas before it stops, I think. You got the Hawks really spoiling the Knicks' return to the playoffs. They're up 3-1 at New York. So they're going to Madison Square Garden tomorrow night. I don't, you know, maybe the Knicks be able to pull off a game, but I don't think that they're going to be able to come back 3-1. So I expect the Hawks to move on. And then we got the Grizzlies and Jazz. You know, the Grizzlies look solid in that first game, but Jazz have pulled off three since. So, you know, I think that the Jazz are going to be able to finish this off. So I don't expect the series to go on much longer. And then Dallas, you know, after going up 2-0 on the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, going back to Dallas, I was hoping that they were at least going to get one and put, you know, the Clippers in a 3-1 hold. But, you know, the Clippers, they have a fire lit under their ass, and they played well in Dallas, tied that series up. So we'll have to see how that series turns out. And as for this show, I think that it turned out pretty decent. You know, as always, I appreciate everyone that takes the time to download and listen to this podcast. As always, you know, be a friend. Tell a friend. And, you know, if you didn't enjoy what you listened to, you know, hey, I still appreciate it. And you could just uh, pretend you never listened to this. So until next time, I've been your host, Dean Ryan. This has been a Cali Green Monster Show. Have a great one, guys. Peace.